the way that we share the gospel is how we live our lives in front of people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we use words. Right. Welcome to Seek with Abandon. My name is Candy. I'm Melissa. And we are so glad you're here. Sorry we missed you last week. Um, things just didn't work out. Yeah, planes fall through. Yeah, things happen. But here we are. So we wanted to share with you today. God did kind of a 360 on us. <laughs> and uh -huh. we, we were going to talk about uh, another subject. So we will save that. In the vault yes for later but he really was kind of pressing upon me to talk about what it how to approach how to talk to how to just be with those in your life who are either one unsaved mm -hmm. or two backslidden I think that we don't talk about that enough that we don't and that we don't do such a great job sometimes. Yeah. Because we, if you're a Christian, you probably live in somewhat of a bubble. Not, and, and you know what I mean, mm -hmm. like not at work. You work, you probably work alongside people of either different faiths or no faith. Mm -hmm. But at home and in your personal life, there you live in a Christian bubble and that's right. not necessarily a bad thing. It's good to be around Christian people. We're told to, to be in community. Mm -hmm. I've been posting things about being in community for the past, uh, I don't know, a couple days. And so I am all about community, but, and so that's good to be mm -hmm. with Christian people with like-minded people. But because we are in that bubble, we tend to forget sometimes what it's like to be out in the world. Right. To be um, unsaved or to be, if you've ever been backslidden before, I will, and, and we discuss this, I'm going to, I'll give you a little, I don't know, taste of my testimony. I won't go into real big detail, <coughs> but I went to a Christian school when I was in high school. I was saved, I was born again, and when I graduated, I, uh, my parents were splitting up, so there were some things mm -hmm. going on in my life, and I decided that I can't do this Christian thing, so I'm going to go out and check out what the world has to offer, and like when we were discussing this prior to the podcast, many kids do that. Mm -hmm. Lots of kids do that. It's no fault of the parents. It's no fault of anyone. It's just human nature. Right. It, it's that rebellious mm -hmm. nature. And so I went out in the world. I And a lot of people find, and I love that they find this surprising, that I was a huge pothead. <laughs> back in the day um i love that they find that surprising because that is a testament to 
the change that God makes. Right, right, right. So um, I was a huge pothead. I was a, um, I, I was up for almost anything. Not, not criminal except for the pot, but uh, I didn't go out and steal things or anything. But I was, I was a bit of a wild child. And then I got custody of my daughter. Now, my daughter is not biologically mine, but um, I got custody of her, and it changed. Things changed. Mm -hmm. And my daughter said to me, I don't know why we don't celebrate God. Out of the blue, she <laughs> says this. And instant conviction. Instant. Like, just now, more or less, God said, it's not about you right. anymore. And that's when I went to find a church. I went back into, um, I, I first confessed of all my sin mm -hmm. and, you know, came back to the Lord. Because all throughout that time, don't get me wrong, God was planting and nudging and saying the thing you know i was being convicted yeah you when you get out in that state you're not just kind of out there floating willy-nilly and nothing there's still those ties and those strongholds in your mind mm -hmm. that are going to nitpick at you and be like mm, you know this ain't right you know why this stuff's happening yeah exactly and that's that's kind of where i was but i was ignoring it mm -hmm. Or trying to anyway but when my daughter came to me and said that that was it that was it for me mm -hmm. and I I came back to the Lord and don't get me wrong in this in this process there have been times I've been closer there have been times I've been further away you know I'm we by no means and I'm sure you could say the same thing in your life uh, and in your relationship with the Lord, it has ebbed and flowed oh, yeah. um, throughout your Christian walk. And that's because we're human and we're not perfect and we do things right. that aren't good to do. Well, and you learn. And that's kind of going through the valleys and the, and the mountains and right. all of that stuff. Is You know, whenever you have your low points in your life that's whenever you learn and when you really heavily depend on God and then whenever it's up on the mountain, that's whenever you can right. breathe a little easier. Right. But there's always going to be things that there's always going to when you're going to be stronger and, and there's times when you're going to think and act carnally. Yeah. I mean, let's face that's it. That's usually when you're in the valleys and the weak spots mm -hmm. and eventually it hits you that, Oh, this is where I'm at. Okay. Um, need to start, in, diving a little deeper into the word. Right. I need to start praying. I need to start fasting. I need to start remembering to rely on him more. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, the just because you're living for the Lord doesn't mean your life is perfect. peachy keen, perfect, and you're perfect. Right. It's by no means the truth. And in fact, can and does get hard at times. Oh, definitely. Because... Satan knows that if he throws some things, some wrenches in the way, distractions, that you, there's a possibility that you'll say, this Christian walk ain't for me and go this way. 
And then he leaves you alone because you're where he wants you to be. Exactly. But the you know that's what uh, Paul meant when he said you know at the end of his life when he said um, I finished the fight I've ran my race mm-hmm. because it is you have to press it's a pressing way right you have to press forward press towards the high mark of the calling of God you've got to keep pressing and you know it takes a little bit of uh, what my husband would say, a little big grit in your crawl. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a little, a little doing. And of course, the Lord helps you with that. When you ask for help, it says in Scripture, "In my weakness, He is made; His strength is made perfect." I, I am not strong, but He is, and mm-hmm. through Him, I can be strong. Right. So, anyway, let's go to. Um, Luke 15, 11. And this is, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, if you've been going to church, you have heard about this parable that Jesus talks about, the parable of the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. Now, what I want to, I want you, while we're reading this, is to step into the shoes of the father because the way that he acts toward his son is paramount it is yeah it's paramount in the way that we should act towards all people who are either in this case it's a backslidden state Mm -hmm. um but even if they're not a Christian, even if they're in the world, they've never been a Christian, never professed Christianity. This is the way we should be treating people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. That's again Luke 15, 11 through what is it? 32. Uh, 32. Okay, so it says a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided them. He divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent, sent him into his fields, to feed swine and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him so in other words he was eating pig food yeah he was hungry and when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare and i perish with hunger I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. So he's saying, hey, look, Dad, I'll be your servant because at least the servants are eating and have leftovers. And he's like, I'll do that. So... And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. 
and the son said and, and I again really sit in the mm -hmm. father's shoes with this and the son said unto him father I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son but the father said to his servants bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry now his elder son was was in the field and okay so this is the way we shouldn't act yeah okay now his elder son was in the field and as he came and drew nigh to the house he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said unto him thy brother is come and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound and he was angry and would not go in therefore came his father out and entreated him and he answered said to his father lo these these many years do i serve thee neither transgressed i at any time thy commandment and yet thou never gavest me a kid that i might make merry with my friends but as soon as this son was come which hath devoured thy living with harlots thou hast killed for him the fatted calf and he said unto him son thou art ever with me and all that i have is thine it was meet that we should make merry and he be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found and so a lot again this parable has a lot to do with salvation mm -hmm. okay um it, it's an explanation as to how god is with with his children right that if we fall if we fall aside if we if we backslide god will accept us back right and he will be glad in his heart that we are back mm -hmm. and there will not be any judgment um of what we did in the past because now we're forgiven and so that's that's what it means but i also want to want to focus on the father how he was he didn't say where you been and i heard you were with all these harlots and i heard you were doing this and that and the other thing and I heard you were, you know, it wasn't the judgment. It no. was the love. Yep. I love you. I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad you're back. And when we have lost people, backslidden people in our lives around us, this is how we should be with them. Yep. We should be showing them love. We should not be like the brother. Well, look, he's been with this and he's been with that. And here you are treating it. That was a fly, by the way, if you're watching the video. Here we are treating you like, you know, you're treating him like he's he's always been here. But I've always been here and you don't treat me like this. And that judgment mm -hmm. and stuff like this is not how we're supposed to be towards towards the unsaved or towards the ones who are backslidden. Exactly. This, what's this do? What if I'm going to be like this with somebody? One, they're never going to come to me and ask questions. Nope. 
I'm never going to give a chance, get a chance to uh, teach or or encourage or anything like that. I'm, they're not going to come to me. They're not, and your life is going to be under a microscope for them because now, you know, if you've done this and judged them for things, then they're going to be looking at you and being like, I know they're not perfect, and you just wait. I'm going to see what they're doing, and then I can go to them and be like, hey, you're supposed to be a Christian. What are you doing doing this? I saw you doing this, or I heard you say this. So, yeah. And then you've ruined your testimony. For yeah, me. there's your testimony out the window. It's much better if you, instead of using your words for judgment, to use your actions to show love. Um, what did you? There's two commandments in Matthew. Which one? Matthew twenty-two thirty-four through forty. Okay, so Matthew twenty-two. Oh, I had it marked look at me the pharisees in in this in this part of scripture the pharisees are trying to catch jesus in a lie they're trying to they're trying to catch him and so they say one of them says the the one which was a lawyer asked him a question tempting him and saying master which is the great commandment in the law so he's trying to catch him on something and jesus said Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And just a caveat, just a just a little thing. He knew what they were doing. Oh yeah, you know, and it's not the first time they've tried. Yeah, it. yeah, he knew what they're doing. So you you have to think. Wow, he's. What does he think? Like I would love to know what's going on in his head when. I mean, he loves them, but mm -hmm. he also is like, do you think I was born yesterday? You know, it's that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, he doesn't say that, but, I mean, you know when your kids do something and you know what they're doing. Uh -huh. You know, it's like, okay. But anyway, he, he tells them point blank, period, one, the number one. Mm -hmm. And that's, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And then he says... This is the first and great commandment. So that's where you start right? as a Christian. Right. You just love the Lord. And then he said, and the second is like unto it. So in other words, it's very much like it. It's not the greatest, but it's right underneath right. of it. And that is, um, thou shalt love thy the, love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Right. And so this is what we should be doing mm -hmm. with all people, not just with non-Christian people, with Christian people as well. Right. We should not be throwing the judgment. Mm -mm. We should be throwing the love. Right. Even to Christian people. Like, oh, yeah. Because if a Christian, it, you know, there's a, portion of scripture that says if a brother is fallen on the way like if he is uh he's backslidden right or he's doing something he that he shouldn't be doing then you are to in love come to him so that you might help bring him back right it doesn't say go to him and point, point out, out everything you've done exactly, wrong. Exactly. It doesn't say that. It says to love. And this is what brings people to Christ. Mm -hmm. 
is love. I mean, we were talking earlier, uh, one of the ministers in our church, uh, he was talking about what brought him to Christ, mm -hmm. and he said it wasn't what, they, what Christians said, it was how they treated him, mm -hmm. the love they showed him, and the way they lived their lives right. that brought him to Christ. Right. And that's, that's the truth. So when you're at work and you have someone new that comes in, um, you know, it's natural to try to get to know them a little bit about their personal lives. That's how you form friendships at work and make it a little bit more tolerable. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, whenever you find out that something in their life doesn't line up with the Bible, they don't go to church, um, they don't believe in God, anything like that, you don't automatically start passing judgment and condemnation, telling them that their lifestyle is wrong, that they're in the wrong, it doesn't line up with the Bible, they really need to get in a church, oh, come on to our church this Sunday. Because that, or, or even worse, because they aren't a Christian, stop talking to them, yeah. stop treating them. Um, like a human. Like, yeah, treating them differently. And I say this, specifically for the two situations that I find um, that Christians will judge non-Christian people with. One, that they're living with someone, mm -hmm. or two, that they're homosexual, mm -hmm. that they, they live in a different lifestyle. Um, let me just say to you, that it's not your job to judge, you're not God. Right. Now, does there's a fine line, we spoke about this earlier, that I don't have to believe, I don't have to believe the way they do. I don't have to believe that that lifestyle is godly, because it's not. Right. Um, read, just little tidbit, read Romans 1. Um, and yes, it's not just in the Old Testament, but it's not my job to, my job is to love them. Exactly. My job is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and, and spirit, everything, and to love my neighbor as myself. My job is to love them. Mm -hmm. My job is to treat them like I would treat anybody else. My job is to uh, care for them like I would care for mm -hmm. myself. My job is to ask them how their family's doing, if something's going on and I know about it, to say, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do for you? Exactly. That's my job. Yeah. Because through that. You're opening up doors. Yes. So now I'm opening up a door that when I get to know this person more and they say, hey, I, I heard you go to church. Where do you go? And I say, I go here um, to this church. And they say, well, um, what do they believe? Bingo. Exactly. That gives me an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. And not only that, but whenever they approach you or a door is opened without you barging through it, then their heart has been prepared. Yeah, they've been God right. has been talking to them and working with them so that what you have to say will now take root. Yeah, and now there's this vein of 
how important it is to show love and compassion and empathy to people outside of your bubble of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yep. How important that is. Now, you'll have, uh, and I'm sure some of you, are, as you're listening, may be thinking, well, the way that we love people is to share the gospel. There is a saying that says, and, and I probably will rip it to shreds, but um, that pretty much what it means is share the gospel and every now and then use words. Okay. So that it gives sense. you it gives you the indication that the way that we share the gospel is how we live our lives in front of people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we use words. Right. So sometimes we open our mouths, but most of the time it's all about who who we are, how we act towards people, how we treat people that says so much more than what can come out of our mouth. Exactly. And I think that that is paramount. Mm -hmm. It really is. Going back to Luke 15, I want to point out that what, what counts more, where he says in verse 20, he says, And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, so he was he saw him from a far distance coming. His father saw him and had compassion. Had compassion. Mm -hmm. There's number one. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Didn't say one word. Nope. Not one. No. Showed love. And during this whole thing, there was no judgment on the father's part. No. At all. No. That's just like whenever you step out and you backslide and you come back and you ask for forgiveness, God does not judge you for what you were doing before that time. Yeah, I mean. He, he welcomes you with open arms. Once you ask for forgiveness, yes. it's, it's his remembrance of that as far as the east is from mm -hmm. the west. Mm -hmm. Never to remember it again. In the sea of forgetfulness, it's gone. So who are we? To judge someone for what they do in their lost state. Who are we? Like, yeah, we're not God. No. If God doesn't even do that, I mean, God doesn't even do that. God convicts, and we had this discussion about the difference conviction between, between condemn, conviction and condemnation. Conviction and condemnation. Yeah. And who are we to condemn? Who are we? We're not. And I say that because we are in a position of God, and even God doesn't do that. Mm -mm. God convicts so that you come back. Yes. God and conviction is about showing the state of your heart. Mm -hmm. It's about saying this is where you're at. Yep. And bringing you back to himself. How dare we think we can condemn people? How dare we? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly. Yeah. That, and and we'd all do. That is flat out Satan working through you. Yes. Yes. And as a Christian, that ought not be. Nope. That ought not be. Nope. And, and 
hey, let me tell you, it's happened to me. I've done it. Oh, everybody has. It's, I've, it's I've done it to an extent, a lot of times thinking mm -hmm. things, thinking things, mm -hmm. and I have to, and God corrects me, and I try to not, but if you're thinking it. You might as well say it. I mean, the people around you may not hear it, but God does. What does it say? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yep. And I also think out of the heart, the body speaks. Mm -hmm. That the, the countenance of a person who is condemning someone in their head, it will show in your countenance yeah. every single time. It will show in your countenance. And that's the reason why we need to examine ourselves, see where we're at, realize that, hey, I'm working with this person who I don't agree with their lifestyle, but I love who they are. They're good people in the sense of they're kind and treat people well and are nice to me, and they ain't even saved. Right. I need to be kind and considerate and nice and and compassionate like the father was here. He had compassion. He saw him afar and had compassion. We should love people like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No judgment. Absolutely. Just love them. Because God will use you. If, if you're like this, God will use you to make their heart a heart of flesh and may may not be you that, that gets the opportunity to speak to them about God right but it's because of how you were and who you were in front of them and at the grocery store when they saw you or at the you know at the mall or whatever when they saw you mm -hmm. at the restaurant when they saw you you still even at the restaurant you didn't act like you didn't know them you said Hey, how you doing? How's the family? Right. And you didn't care that they were uh, backslidden or that they didn't know who the Lord was or didn't know the Lord at all. Right. You loved them. Mm -hmm. And God will use you even more in the lives of others if you show that kind of love towards people. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that includes your immediate family, whom, by the way, those are the ones that are hardest to do that with. It is. It's like your, your daughter or your son or your, or your nephew husband. or husband or whomever it is. It's harder to be that way with people you know mm -hmm. because you're more apt to be more honest with them. Mm -hmm. But here's the honesty you can give them. What it says in scripture. That's the honesty. The honesty is this is the way God wants me to be as a Christian. That's honest and truth. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be this way towards you. Even though my flesh wants to say, would you quit that mess? Stop it. Come back to the Lord. That's your flesh. Yeah. But your spirit and, and what God wants you to do is show compassion and love and caring and if that's what God does who are we to question that exactly we we're we're nobodies we're dirt bags yes we're dirt bags we're made of dirt okay <laughs> we're dirt bags
I think that that's kind of where I wanted to go. And I know this seems kind of choppy, but God just brought it to, I mean, I wanted to talk about salvation and then kind of morphed into, let's talk about um, how we should be toward the unsaved Mm -hmm. or towards the backslidden. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we are... We're exposed to people like that. You had talked to me about a situation um, that you've been exposed to with mm-hmm. someone who's unsaved. And it's really important. I'm really thankful that you are showing love yeah. to that person because yeah. I believe through that. It's going to speak louder than somebody sitting there pointing out how they're not living as a, a Christian. Right. And that. You know, whenever we have compassion on people who are lost or backslidden, you have to realize that they're not walking with God. They don't have Jesus in their heart at that point in time. Mm -mm. There was a time when you were lost. You didn't live like you were a Christian. So why do you expect those who don't know the love of God or who have walked away from the love of God to live their life like they have it? Yeah. I mean, how do we... What are we supposed I just don't understand. I mean, and again, I fall into that in my, in my inner spirit, like in my, my carnal, I won't say my inner spirit, but my carnal man wants to rise up when I see somebody out and I know they are not living the way they should. And I know they know the right way mm-hmm. to go. And I just want to grab them up and shake them and say, what is wrong with you? Get with the program. But you can't do that. that. And and what I'm saying is the inner man, the the old man, Mm -hmm. rises up inside and says that. But, But the new man and the spirit within me says, go up to them and say hello. Yeah. Just simply say hello. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore them. Don't act like you're better than them because you're not. No. And just say hello because that hello can mean a world of difference oh, yeah. to them because you have no idea what they're doing at that time. So in that same vein, let's look at Matthew 7, 1 through 3. This is talking about what we're talking about is not judging, mm-hmm. not doing those things that he says, "Judge not, that ye not be that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with that measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again." So let me read. I'm going to read the amplified version of that because that could be a bit of a tongue twister. Right. So we'll. It says, "Do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority." as though assuming the office of a judge so that you will not be judged unfairly. So in other words, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're going to be judged with the judgment you give. Yeah, as soon as you start judging people on how their life is, they're going to start looking at you and trying to find fault in you. And and God is going to say, good on you, good on you, 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 Put yourself in that position. There you go. And it's going to, I mean, ultimately, we are human. We're going to mess up. We're going to fall. And as soon as you do, 
your testimony to that person you were trying to witness to? Because it wasn't a witness, right? It was a condemnation using right. God's word. You don't use God's word that way. No, you don't use God's word to condemn people for merely the fact of saying, "Oh, uh, I know you're in this way, and this is what God's word says." Da, 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 da. That's not doing it in love. That's doing it in condemnation, and that will come back. That's sinful to me. Yeah. I mean. Using, because I said this to my husband the other day, um, something happened and I didn't like the outcome of it. And I said, I was half tempted to use this verse on them. And I thought, and then I looked at him and I said, but God wouldn't be, God would not like the fact that I used his scripture to smack somebody with it. You know? Exactly. I don't believe God meant his scripture for that. I mean, there are times when God is a wrathful God and a vengeful God. Or, and, and God is a God of, you stop it right now. Yeah. You know, that, but that's generally between God and an, an individual. Yeah, that is not to be coming out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Because what are you? You're not God, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, so that's what I'm saying is that if you, just like you said, if you throw that judgment out, it's going to come back on you. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe in karma, but I do believe in what the word says, and the word says to treat, treat, uh, and it doesn't say this exactly, but this is what it means. Treat others the way you want to be treated. It doesn't say treat Christians the way you want to be treated. No. It doesn't say treat, you know, rich people the way you want to be treated. It says treat others the way you want to be treated. So in other words, if you want to be treated well and without judgment, then you don't treat others with judgment and and without and with ill will. You and don't you have do that. to remember that those people are not they do not have the love of God in their heart. No. So you can't expect them to live their life like they are. Right, right. And you also have to, and this is, and I'm going to end with this. You also have to remember that you don't know the whole story. Mm -hmm. um, in, you'll look it up. Uh, yeah, First Samuel 16, 7. But... And I'll use, and I think I've used this example before, but I'll use it again. I have a friend who was having a hard time, and I had heard some things come out of her mouth that I thought were wrong. I thought it wasn't right to speak that way. Mm -hmm. She's speaking that way about a member of her family, and I thought, that ain't right. Why? Why would she say that? And I felt... I felt some judgment coming from myself onto her, not saying it to her specifically, but just why, you know, that's not the right way to act. But then I found out why. And although the way that she may have approached it wasn't mm -hmm. the best way, but I completely understood mm -hmm. why. And, you know, I'm afraid that she's a bit 
away from the Lord right now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know her heart. But I think she's a little bit away from the Lord right now. And so she's going to react like that, like the way she reacted. You know what I mean? She'll react like she's in the world because yes, that's where she's at. Because that's where she's at right. right now. And so I learned very quickly that judging somebody, even if it's internally thinking things, mm -hmm that you don't know the whole picture of mm -mm. somebody's life. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what someone else has said to them to maybe push them away. Mm -hmm. You just don't know. You don't, you know, we were talking about how scripture says, uh, now we look through a glass darkly. It means that it's like when you go into your, your car the first thing in the morning and there's, you know, dew and fog on your on your windshield. You can't see through it. That's how we see everything right now. Mm -hmm. So we don't see everything. And um, go ahead and read First Samuel seven sixteen seven. It says, but the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So I can only see what my friend said. I can only see, you know, possibly her countenance or pictures that she may post or mm -hmm. whatever. That's all I see. I, I see the outside. Right. I don't see the inside. Mm -mm. And when I knew, when I found the inside, then I realized, wow, that's the reason why she's acting the way she is. You know, that's the reason why she's doing what she's doing. I get it now. Mm -hmm. And it made sense. Yeah. It made sense. And so, bottom line, if you want to win your friend or your, or, first of all, God wins them. But if you want to lead your friend, your, your daughter, your son, your niece, nephew, whomever, back to the Lord or to the Lord for the first mm -hmm. time, you're not going to do it with your judgment. No. You're going to do it with your heart and with your love and with the way that you live your life and the mm -hmm. way that you handle your business and the way that you are with others and in front of them. You know, in James it talks about hearing more than we speak and when it comes to unsaved and um, backslidden people take that to heart mm -hmm. take it to heart and, t and, and listen more than you speak and be like the, be like the father of the prodigal mm -hmm. son put your show Feel compassion for them. Put your arm around them. Mm -hmm. Show them how much you care for them and how much you love them and how much you you don't want anything bad to happen to them and how much that you, you know, and how much you love God mm -hmm. and how much Jesus is a part of your life. And through that, you will speak volumes. Absolutely, without saying a word. Without saying a word. 
So we encourage you today to, of course, get into scripture, mm -hmm. look for it for yourself, really study out the prodigal son. And uh, for the parents out there, I, I just I want to say this. Uh, in scripture it says um, that you, it's in Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs 22, 6. I, wanna, I, I like to use this to encourage you. If you have a son or daughter who's walked away from the Lord or who may never have known the Lord or maybe doesn't know the Lord and you do, um, I want you, and, and if you've been a Christian for quite some time and you brought them up in church and you brought them up in Sunday school, I want you to remember this one verse. Go ahead. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Remember that. It's, that's a promise. Mm -hmm. That's a promise from God that if you've trained your child to know Jesus, to understand the good news of the gospel, then if they have strayed, if they have walked away, I did it, um, many kids do it, know and hang on that promise of God. Trust that word mm -hmm. that when they're old, they won't depart from it. And you may not see that. They may not come back until maybe you're gone. Right. You know, but so from now on, on hang on to that promise mm -hmm. because I... I was that prodigal son mm. at one point, and I know many people who were that prodigal son, and God forgave me and took me in as if I never left, mm -hmm. and in fact, gave me more blessings than I could imagine. So hang on to that promise if you are a parent of a child or an aunt or a grandparent or whatever just hang on to that promise well i guess that's it for us today we are so glad to be back oh i hated missing that didn't you i did uh we just we really did not like missing any monday we promised ourselves that would never happen unfortunately life does get in the way and uh, we just weren't able to do an on location which really bummed me out because the location was at the beach so it would have been nice but you know things happen and that's okay we we roll with it yeah and we just keep going on just like my husband says we we're bus drivers the bus. we're just driving the bus while people come on and off so uh just keep in mind that if you enjoyed this if you got anything out of it please share it with your friends like it um subscribe to the podcast subscribe to we're on facebook and where else are we uh instagram we're on uh youtube yes youtube and so make sure that you subscribe hit the bell on youtube so that you know and ooh, pizza hut is telling me the ninja turtle pizza is a favorite Woo. anyway <laughs> Anyway, do all the things. We would love for you to make us uh, your regular thing to do on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. And more than that, please pray 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and pray for your loved ones. Pray for our podcast. Pray for our leaders and things like that. And also, um, just put us in your ear as much as you can and share us with a friend. Yeah. I mean, share us with that backslidden friend. And this is a place we are trying to build a community. So yeah. any comments, suggestions, thoughts, anything to add to this, any kind of conversations that you guys want to have, just put it in the comments below. Yeah, because we are – that is the – I don't know. It's the feeling of the month, and that is community. We want we want to build community, not just in virtual community, but also in our daily lives. We mm-hmm. want to build a community of believers in Jesus Christ who want to support one another and love on one another and be there Learn for each from other. One another yep. and with one another. Yep, yep, exactly. So if you haven't found a church, um, we encourage you to do that. Mm-hmm. That community is key to living this beautiful Christian walk. So anyway, we will see you later. I need to go wash my car, and she needs to go do something. What are you doing? Oh, she's cleaning a house. Lovely. <laughs> Fun time. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in with us. My name is Candy. I'm Melissa. And thanks for listening to Seek with Abandon. Bye. See ya.